Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, October 20th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. USC files a motion to dismiss the NLRB suit that involves the Trojans, the Pac-12 and the NCAA. Here's what you need to know from on 3's Pete Nakos, importantly, USC did not originate the phrase student-athlete, USC's lawyers write in the motion to dismiss. The phrase provides an accurate description for the students who participate in athletic programs, has been widely used for decades, and its use is codified by Section 67450 of the California Education Code, the Student-Athlete Bill of Rights. It is nonsensical to assert that USC's use of the term proscribed by its state law, and which is commonly used to describe students who participate in intercollegiate athletics, is in and of itself a violation of the act. More from Extra Points Matt Brown on the NIL bill that never happened. Following Senate Commerce Committee Chair and Senator Maria Cantwell of Washington's statements that the committee came close to an agreement on an NIL bill last session but ultimately didn't pass it because it could have removed HBCUs from Division I, Brown got statements from two staffers familiar with those negotiations. The staffers told me that the previous bill discussions included requirements that Division I schools provide a baseline of health, safety, and scholarship protections for college athletes, not too dissimilar from the work of the NCAA Transformation Committee. Those requirements, which would have included provisions like expanded healthcare post-eligibility, would have increased costs, and many lower-resource D1 schools, including HBCUs, would not have been able to afford those costs. The staffers told me that Senator Cantwell and other Democrats examined various ways that larger-budget institutions would subsidize those expenses for lower-resource schools, potentially at the NCAA, conference, or school level. But, the SEC indicated they would not support that idea, and given that many lawmakers didn't want to directly oppose the SEC, the bill ultimately fell apart. Michigan football head coach Jim Harbaugh denies any knowledge of the alleged sign-stealing or illegal scouting situation that has the Wolverines under NCAA investigation, I do not have any knowledge or information regarding the University of Michigan football program illegally stealing signs, nor have I directed any staff member or others to participate in an off-campus scouting assignment. I have no awareness of anyone on our staff having done that or having directed that action. No matter what program or organization I have led throughout my career, my instructions and awareness of how we scout opponents have always been firmly within the rules. Harbaugh's attorney, Tom Mars stating, To me it is astonishing the media is reporting a NCAA investigation regarding Michigan football and as coach Harbaugh's lawyer I'm not even aware that there is such an investigation. The NCAA has a duty to inform me as his lawyer if they are investigating anything that might implicate Coach Harbaugh. It's the same old story. The NCAA takes action that results in national sports news headlines about Michigan football and Coach Harbaugh yet Coach Harbaugh is prohibited from commenting. This is becoming a pattern. Meanwhile, the University of Michigan Board of Regents has approved two locker room renovation projects, both of which will be entirely funded through athletic department gifts. The 14,000-square-foot space at football's Glen E. Skimbeckler Hall will be expanded and gender-inclusive locker facilities for student-athletes and staff will be built. This one has a $14 million price tag and integrated architecture will handle the design work. The 11,500-square-foot locker room at the William Davidson Player Development Center, which houses practice and game day facilities for the basketball teams, will get $10 million in similar upgrades, again with the help of IA. Additionally the board voted to move forward with plans to apply for liquor licenses that could potentially allow the sale of alcohol at Chrysler Center, Michigan Stadium and Yost Ice Arena by January 1. 
Rhode Island is taking the first step in its $82.3 million facilities plan, with a new $1 million video board at Mead Stadium set to be ready by mid-November. That comprehensive plan will include $42 million for new East Stands and Press Box at Mead Stadium, plus upgrades to the Tutel Aquatic Center, a new track and field facility and much more. Mead renovations are set to begin as early as 2025, with a fall 2026 completion date. A.D. Thorbjorn says URI still needs to raise $16.4 million for the budget total, which will allow for baseball, soccer and softball upgrades. The remaining funds have been provided by the state's Capital Asset Protection Fund, on which Bjorn stated, I feel incredible pride, incredible gratitude. I'm not sure I've ever had a prouder moment in terms of the entire state coming together to say, this is important, and we're gonna do it. The state of Rhode Island said, we're giving you RICAP dollars, not bond dollars, to fix these facilities that are in desperate need of repair. That's never happened before. Tennessee AD Danny White on the progress of upgrades to baseball's Lindsey Nelson Stadium will have phase one ready for this season, but the remainder of the project and the bulk of the new stadium and tower will be completed by next season, the 2025 spring. But with that new facility and baseball head coach Tony Vitello and his staff, the program we're building, I'll throw our baseball program and facility and experience up against anybody in the country. Just can't wait to get all that work done. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Friday, October 120th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.